0: Okay, good morning to everyone in Europe. Good afternoon, good evening to everyone else around the world. That's become my catchphrase over the weeks because uh, we've had guests from all over the world now. It's been my mission to elevate humanity through this process. And the the event started off with all my friends and connections that I'd worked with in, in Europe. So we had this very white european conference and i was like this is not elevating humanity so over time now we've expanded to every continent you know we're bringing in speakers from all around the world uh today we're with jason who i believe you're currently in australia is that right jason
1: yeah on the sunshine coast in queensland
0: and the sunshine coast well i'm on the coast here down in cornwall in the southwest of england the sunshine is rising here so uh, we, we have that uh, in common this morning um and this this online festival of ideas is He's been broadcasting now for 36 days straight. So if you're brand new to Elevate Live, we've been bringing you inspirational content every single day around personal growth, relationships, well-being, spirituality, finance, business. We've brought you live classes, everything from meditation, workouts, yoga, qigong, breath work. We've brought you a whole program, a whole curriculum, to help you stay focused, positively inspired, but also to understand how you can use this opportunity to, to navigate every single area of your life. So today, this morning here on Friday morning here in the UK... I'm delighted to be with Jason Reynolds where we're going to be having a deep dive around how uh, we can expand beyond the chaos that we're in right now. So I'm really excited to be here with Jason, uh, founder of the Quantum Movement Uh, we're going to be having a real interesting conversation we're just discussing now we're going to have a deep dive around everything from finding um, the gift in the adversity to uh, understanding how chaos is essential and helps us to define our reality there's going to be a really fascinating conversation so for those of you in the uk just waking up with your morning coffee get ready buckle up we're going to have a great session so the rest of you around the world uh, please if you're tuning in on facebook live Please do share. As always, do comment. Do engage. We're here to, to to support you throughout this session. So, Jason, a huge welcome to Elevate Live. It's great to be here with you.
1: Thank you very much, Dan. I'm looking forward to. It. I love the energy. It's um, it's just keeping up with everything you're saying. It's, it's, it sounds amazing what you've been doing for the last 36 days, and look forward to
0: being a part of it. Yeah, man. I got a day off on Sunday for the first time in nearly 40 days. So, um. Welcome. So yeah, Jason. Just to context you, know, as always, just it's useful to find out a little bit about someone's background and where where they began their journey. I often find it fascinating. Uh, people in the world of uh, self development, spiritual growth, or however you want to describe it. Um, you know, most people probably weren't born <laughs> into that world necessarily. Uh, so I'm really fascinated to understand your path and what what took you uh, on this journey uh, that you're on right now at the quantum movement. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Um... Look, to me,
1: I don't have any one defining moment. Um, I think I'm, I'm defined by every moment as it, as it moves along. I um, I ironically listening to you earlier. That's for me, it's all been about questions. I've never accepted when people used to tell me that this was the way that it was. And it's always been that way. I've always rebutted that from a young age and probably to the uh, detriment of my relationship at times with family and friends, because it's, um, I I just didn't accept the way that things were that um, I didn't even accept that things were were great. You know, I I wanted to, I wanted to know and I had questions and um, at a young age, I saw so many inconsistencies and I've, um, I've been probably, you know, ruthlessly independent at times, but a massive introvert for the majority of my life. I think I've only really stepped into myself in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years um, and really understanding the way that I see things and finding a voice to be able to express that. But there's a lot of silent exploration, uh, a lot of, I would say pain and, you know, a lot of, a lot of discovery through a bottle and, and through, you know, other things as well that, you know, heighten and dull awareness. So there's no, um, for, for me, for me that the whole journey now is about, look, my, my focus has been a lot about people and service to Changing and assisting for people to find their own truth, but I've come to realize more and more, which is an interesting thing, that I'm my number one student, and um, and it sounds like when you're in business and to serve other people, it's a, it's, a, it's a, maybe the wrong thing to say, but it's what keeps me really aware and present to my my own accountability to, to what it is that I'm sharing.
0: Jason, there's so much we have in common here. So uh, for, for 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 many years, you know, growing up, I. I would, by all accounts, would have been described as an introvert. You know, I I sat on the sidelines. I was very quiet. I was very reserved. Um, You know, when I speak on stages now and I tell people the story that, you know, I would never speak up or, you know, I'd be nervous speaking to an individual, let alone a crowd. Uh, And there's this, there's this balance now that's emerged, whereas I, I need my introversion in order to go into my cave and explore my mind and, you know, look at look at concepts and start to do the, the creative work. But I also have now the more extroverted side, which enables me to communicate in the way that I do now. Um, and, and whenever, whatever type of personality assessment I do, I'm always very finely balanced just over the extroversion line now. Uh, but actually a lot of that for me was unraveling um, all of my... Uh, self-esteem self-doubt and fears and limiting thoughts that had kept me in bondage really for for many years and actually it was navigating all of those that enabled me to start to transcend that and what's very interesting about what you said there in terms of the, the, the way you view service I view it the same way to me leadership is about carving a path for others and in order for us to do that you know people like you and I who are you know have that questioning and curiosity will always go places where other people haven't yet been in order to then shine a light for others to follow so i think that's a, a, a i really think that's a beautiful uh, way to assess the situation because that's how we transcend boundaries and go beyond the current reality to to create new realms so uh, i find that deeply fascinating so i think we're gonna have a great conversation here jason that sounds good sounds good so, you know, in terms of your own, your own journey, what, 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 what have been some of the most profound um, lessons that you've learned from, from your own evolution?
1: Well, a big part of it is that what I thought to be true, that most often the opposite was the answer. <laughs> um, and I think it's, it's something that I eventually then start to look um, in the, the darkened spots, the, the ignored spots, the, uh, rather than what I thought to be obvious. Like, you know, there's a nature that people believe that they want to heal themselves by learning how to heal. Um, to me, that's, you know, it's part of the illusion that's there that we, we try to get good at something to order and have it in our lives. Like, we want to be happy, so we try to be happy, where, to me, what, what the truth is, is our happiness is always there. It's just our ability to be able to confront things that re- take our attention away from it that keep us distracted, that at times, you know, where people talk about not being a great communicator. They're not that they're not great communicators, they're just not prepared to be able to express themselves and deal with how they're received or not received by others. See, so when, when, we're, um, when, when we're on a, maybe a stage, and I know this was the truth for me when I was younger, if I knew I had, a, had to speak in class, you know, I, I was precise. In the, in the week leading up to that, that I would slowly get a little bit sicker each day. I'd start to talk about it precisely with my mother. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was perfectly done, that it couldn't be brought into any sort of question because I had no way that I was gonna stand in front of people and talk. So, and that was me not wanting to be able to be received and not being willing to be rejected by others. And once I realized that everything comes down to me, and once I accept myself as I am, not in the eyes or through the eyes of others, that it doesn't really matter what's going on. And, and it just makes me realise that with how our freedom is not about running around in a field. It's not about the, the wind through the hair and, and those types of things. It's about our ability to be able to express ourselves without taking responsibility for how someone else might receive it. And it's a, it's a really big thing these days with, um, you know, people feel, I, I see some, there are some kids in my, my street the other day, did an amazing skateboard set up on the footpath. that I was like, wow. All you could hear was bang, bang, bang. And it was. <laughs> and I thought, that this is cool. Look at these guys. They're having a great time. And then I saw, as I was out there, one of the neighbours is a bit older come out. And he saw I saw the body language and the look and he wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. But with all this stuff going on, he didn't know if it was okay to be angry. He, he didn't know yeah. if, he, if he was allowed to be. Is, is, is it okay to be angry? Should I be or? And that's what I think is, you know, people are living inside a space within themselves that they're not even understanding or in control of. They are reactive to what's going on around them. And it's because we're, we're so used to taking direction from others because we don't understand ourselves. And it's, a, um, it, it's, just, it's become all too common. So for me, the most profound things are in the, in the simplicity that's understood. Rather than trying to get caught up in history or ancient teachings or the fact that something's been around for a thousand years and this teacher, they have done, it's it's being able to come to a simplicity where you can start to discern information in a way that's relevant to you. Where we're all, um, you know, I think in in recent times, there's all the talk of the internet, how amazing it is. We can access all this information. I, I commonly say that, Information has become the new ignorance, and it's it's. Um, we used to talk of ignorance being the, the root of all suffering and the pain and, and everything in life, but it's information that has become that because people are unable to let go. They're so used to accumulating and taking on that they become so confused on what actually serves them, what's right, what's wrong, and believing that what's right and wrong for me is the same as what's right and wrong for someone else, and trying to convince them or follow them, rather than. Truth is a singular experience, it's, it's not a common one. And you know that very understanding and acceptance would stop wars, would, would stop people bickering, would, would stop racism, would stop all of this stuff and allow people to accept. The greatness about me is that I'm different. I'm rare that it's out of seven and a half billion or whatever it is people, there's no rarer commodity than what I am when I'm myself. But when I'm trying to be like everyone else, no one's going to listen to me. No one's going to care what I have to say. I'm going to scream out for attention, but there's nothing different. I'm just spruiking what everyone else is doing. So, you know, it's incumbent upon all of us, I believe, to take the time to find a way to become our own audience, so that we can be authentic in the way that we communicate with others. So, I know that answers your question, but it's a, it's a, it's a, for me, it's that recognition and what I would coin as personal governance Mm. and it's the recognition that you know we we talk about it in business about having governance at a a board level or at at an organizational level but yet we enter that in a way where we're not even governing ourselves and we still believe that we are subjected to the environment i mean we've got to let go of these paradigms that we're a product of our environment or our mum and dad or I mean, these are the victims of life and our own psychology that we keep buying into. It's um, no one's done anything to me. No one will do anything to me until I accept that that's the truth. And if I don't accept that's the truth, I'll keep asking questions until I find understanding. And the beauty of, to me, the word understanding is we carry so many misunderstandings in our life that you know, can be encapsulated in the word pain. But the amazing thing is that when we understand something immediately, it's gone. We don't need therapy. Mm. We don't need to be guided or mentored. We come to an understanding of why that was said or how that happened. Suddenly that thing dissolves in that moment. And that's, um, you know, we we put too much responsibility in the hands of others, you know, whether that's blame, whether that's needing intimacy, whether that's needing attention, it's, um, the most profound thing is to to start to discover and recognise our own significance. I would say,
0: powerful man. Yeah, I think I found my brother from across the across the world here because uh, <laughs> you know, uh, ele, ele, you know, I have this thing called the elevation code. And principle number one is take you know take personal responsibility, which is my word for personal governance, essentially. And the reason I came to that realization for myself was that there's only ever pain in blame. There's only ever pain in blame, and and it's it's. Mm-hmm there's no healing there's no there's no there's no, there's no forgiveness there's no um, there's no exit route through blame there is no end point it's just a circle of blame and victimhood that will, ne- will, will never actually bring you to a place of inner peace so i think for myself you know my own journey i mentioned that you know i, I went through this path overcoming you know various different inner limitations and you know when you enter the world of personal development, it gets you to look at you know your belief systems, your mindset, the way your thought patterns, and then it questions where do they come from and Of course, you know we know our paradigm is is created by the time we 're five six, seven years old, which is a product of we 're taught that it 's a product of our environment, which is our family, our friends, our education our our friends friends our friends' parents, and all the people that we 're exposed to at a young age and that may be true in terms of how our formative Uh, process is is created but then if we look back and it's not as we want it to be (laughs) in our adulthood where we have the ability to consciously decide whether some of these experiences are the reality that we want to experience or, or 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 what we want to continue operating by it's very easy to then look back and say where did that come from and then a portion <laughs> a, a meaning to to the history of where that behavioral belief system came from, which could be blame or it could be joy and, and gratitude and you know thanks, depending on whether you think it was a good or bad thing but it, if there is things in there that have been holding someone back or that like in my case that, you know as very much you know as a six foot one guy that when it had this other six foot one guy stood in front of himself, which was me standing in the way um, in order to uh, overcome those limitations i had to let go of some of those things and i had to take personal responsibility actually the meaning that i had given these situations were down to me no one else had decided what these things mean and when i was looking at you know you know i i'm very very similar to you i'm 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 a you know a a rebel you know i'm an independent thinker you know i i often go against the grain and that can stir feathers up and such within my circles, but actually it's authentic to me and it's not deliberately causing to cause uh, disruption to others. It's really me exploring different things, but now able to do that from a place of freedom and and, and freedom to me is to be able to express without judgment. You know, you beautifully said that, you know, it's, it's, it's being willing to, to let go of uh, societal expectations and environmental expectations and, and find your own inner authenticity and your own inner truth in order to be able to express in that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, judgment's going to happen. There's no way of avoiding that. And it's, yeah, it really should be welcomed. I mean, judgment's one of those words that when people, I suppose, start on a personal journey is, you know, I can't judge anymore. And they find all these rules to be this perfect person. And, you know, it's, it's, um, judgment's essential. We have to judge. If you're not allowing yourself to judge, you're missing out on a significant part of your life. You need to be able to, Feel in yourself what it is that you don't like what it is you don't want and to be able to look like everything water when it's stopped becomes poisonous when we get stopped at judgment that's when it becomes a problem judgment itself is a great thing it's a brilliant it's a high level of capacity but when we still hold on to judgment and we don't move past it that's when we become you know infected by it it's kind of like what you're saying with the you know that formation of the things at five to seven years of age i am um, i personally it's it's what we're told but to me that's just where the bucket becomes full where it um where you know we're, we're purging in every other area of our life we're cleansing we're releasing but we don't know how to do this energetically and we don't learn how to do it energetically and you know that there's very many you know individualised practices and experiences that people teach that can help temporarily but until we actually understand it internally it becomes a temporary experience and people settle for going around in circles rather than finding a level of freedom to be able to do what they want but to me that's the answer we've got to spend some time understanding what i want and not compromise that if that means letting go of things that are valuable to us, like maybe a relationship, maybe a location, maybe an amount of money or a sacrifice in some form that's perceived to be that way. But we need to give ourselves that time and attention to find what it is that we want that's more important than anything else, our, our children, anything in our own life. Because if, you know, I, I constantly hear this, you know, my work it can't be more important than my kids. My kids are number one, my partner's are number Look when we find what we truly want and we're engaged and that is flowing through us to me that the thing that we do with our life and our time is the priority you know and that is what's most noble in what we can create we're, we're not complain about but what we can create in our life because if we're able to do that we find a genuine attention and love and nurturing for ourselves that without even trying the love that we have for our children is authentic it's not an op- obligation it's not from the kids I've got to do this in a the way they become a part of the story that you're creating because when you consider what you want and all the things that are a part of that you have to learn to navigate that and that's you know it's part of the adversity I mean but God say even jumping into a pool you know that we want to do and that we want to get refreshed by there's a stress that comes with that. There's a pain that comes with it. It's about just above your, the line of your shorts or your It is It starts to hit your stomach. You know, no one likes that feeling. It's all that. It's where the stress comes in before you actually jump in and enjoy what you're doing. And stress and adversity is, is a part of life. And that's um, the, the thing that we need to learn individually is not how other people deal with it, but how we choose to respond to it each and every time. Because everything we have in our life we've gone through pain to receive it and we don't need to be as clumsy as what we did the first time we can start to learn to maintain a level of ease in the face of that chaos and that's um for me you know that's been a very profound lesson and understanding to not have to complain about the problems in life because they're always there but it's to understand that from a state of
0: calm is the only point where I can make a decision to move past. It. That's powerful, man. And uh, what I'd like to do is uh, apply this to, to the current situation. Cause there's a couple of things that have come up there for me in terms of the way you, you articulated that in the sense that the pain is always there. And the, the situation that we're in right now has created, um, it has created anxiety and fear for people, uh, naturally. Um, and that's become the present focus. You know, we were talking yesterday with uh, Leon Steele, we're talking about uh, in the context of business, how that we've gone from this long-term thinking to short-term thinking survival. And in terms of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's gone from self-actualization to security and survival because of the situation. So and what that done, has done is created this sense of anxiety and fear, which is is a very short-term focus in terms of how do we ensure that we survive this. But then actually beyond that, all of the things that we just spoke about the things that have gone before us for over many years may then pale temporarily into insignificance whilst we deal with this present moment. However, those things are always there. And, uh, you know, I think Eckhart Tolle calls it the the pain body, you know, the, the, these things that have accumulated over time, these traumas or these challenges or suffering or pain or however you want to describe it, we can often bury deep inside of us. But until we learn to heal and, and uh, uh, let go and find inner peace, they're always going to be there, and I think this moment, people, a lot of people are talking about the situation as an opportunity and as a gift, and I, I really do agree with that. Uh, however, I think it's important to understand where our focus is during this time in order to to find that opportunity, to find that gift. So I'm really interested how you would comment on, you know, how we can not only find ease in this situation and, and you know, find that authentic expression and and the highest version of ourselves in this moment, but also how we can use this time to to, 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 to heal past past traumas and things that have that have perhaps been buried deep and may actually be coming to the surface during this time. You know, people are stuck in their homes, they're spending time with people, more time, you know, 24 hours a day, people they're not used to spending time with, you know, tensions may be rising. And of course that may, the responses people may be seeing may actually not actually be a product of the circumstances, but more of a product of what's gone before, but has not yet been addressed. So I'd be really interested to know, firstly, you know, what some of the lessons that you've learned that we can apply to this moment, but also then how we can then address some of the things that have gone before us. Yeah, great question.
1: Um, I'll do my best with it is the first one I I think what's really important before you go to try and change anything, you have to have a starting point. You have to have a, and the greater, the more clarity that you have at that starting point is dependent upon how much you can look into the depths of what you're doing and take responsibility for maybe some of the stuff that is not working for you. And it consistently doesn't work for you. So to actually stop and look at, you know, and even map the, the process I'm going through to, to find if, if I'm unhealthy. Like, look at the food I'm eating and the way I go about doing it. When do I eat? Um, you know, maybe my sleep. Look at the most basic things of your life and become aware of and look at the full picture and go, well, geez, it's, it's probably when I look at all of this in, in, and I've taken the time to do that, There's probably no. I'm actually lucky. I'm ahead of the curve of where I am actually at because of the way that I've been treating myself. And maybe it might be different to that for some people. But the first thing is getting a starting point, and it's bringing what is very difficult for people, and that in my experience, and even people that are well practiced in it, is attention. To be the subject of our own attention. I don't mean to think of where I want to go on a holiday or what I'm going to do at work tomorrow, or in response to anything, but just to sit with myself, and just not try to improve anything, not try to fix anything, but just recognise where I'm, at, how I'm feeling, and how do I feel about how I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm I feeling anxious, and is that making me more anxious? Am I reacting to the fact that I'm reacting to being uncertain of where I am? Because, you know, things like anxiety, I know in Australia, in a smaller population, there's something recorded around five to six thousand people that identify with suffering from anxiety, which is, you know, a fifth of the population and maybe a bit more. Now, that obviously varies from some people not able to walk out the door and some people just have moments of this feeling. But anxiety is nothing more than having a greater amount of options available to us than what we're prepared to make a decision on at this particular point. It's similar to confusion. And it's interesting with anxiety, it's anxiety at times comes as a rush that's identified into people of energy. But it's generally preceded by the, the fact of well, I want to do something different. Now, if we looked at it life in a way that everything was there to support us rather than having this predetermined idea that everything was against us and it's fighting against us, Well, then we would see this idea of this energy coming to us, this extra energy as a problem. What's wrong? Why is this happening? Rather than if we were automatically predisposed. And this is a great thing to start to look at is if everything, if I'm of the belief that everything exists to support me, then I'll start to look to and ask questions about, well, how is this pain supporting me? How is this supporting me? It's, you know, from the concept, if everything was perfect, well, why am I experiencing this? And it's not about being perfect ourselves, it's about everything's in order, everything's in balance. What am I not seeing here? So consider anxiety is that extra energy that's being delivered to us like a gift to enable us to overcome something that we haven't done before. It's that extra bit of juice that we need in order to approach something new. And it's exactly the same in every particular way. And when we recognize that and change that, we we start to look at how aligned our life is because it's coming to support us in our most challenging moments. Now, yeah, it's, it's different. It doesn't feel like it was. We can then move into anxiety, from anxiety, to fear. But fear is the certainty of what we doubt. Like, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're not, we're not sure that it's going to work out or it's even going to occur, but we're certain that it will. And that becomes fear, because we focus upon the certainty of the thing that we don't understand happening. Instead of if we turn it around and go, we don't know that we're going to become prosperous. We don't know we're going to become brilliant. We don't know that the most amazing things is about to happen to us either. So why don't we focus upon that? And what is it that continues to cause me to act in that way? So, and that's why I'd suggest going back to the start of just looking at, at this particular time that we've been gifted to stop and go, well, how do I do things? Even the most important, how do I make a decision? let me just understand myself because then if I do, I can start to make a change. But if I don't understand or I don't have a starting point, you can only go in circles. You can only go around and around and circulate around the actual issue because it's like a a map. If I was to create a map for someone you know, from in Australia, from Sydney to to Melbourne. And it it was perfectly defined. Every little curve, every little pothole and everything was on there. And it's like, and I was blown away the detail. If I was sitting at Ayers Rock and I was intending to read that map and and utilise the wisdom that was there, I would get no benefit from it. I'd Mm. have to know my starting point. Yes, i have to do that. And if I can't, or I won't, the, uh, the, the thing I'm going to find is I'm going to complain about the environment being wrong. It's not the way I expect it because I haven't come to a point to understand where I am. And it's a hard thing to do for a lot of us because we're so caught up in being right and wrong. And right and wrong can only exist in the eyes of someone else or in comparison to another person. There is, I've never been wrong in my own eyes. I've been wrong in my eyes that I wear through looking through someone else's eyes at me. But it's, um, it's for me probably a difference in getting down to a point of not who I am, but more deeply, like what am I? Like what, 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 is, it? what is it that I'm here for? What is it that I want? What is, it that I, what is it to even be a human being? And to be able to question those things, we start to realise there's much more to life than what the media is telling us. than what a book may unfold or having a temporary awareness it's it's a long-term engagement that we're in with our own self and the more comfortable we get with that and the more we're prepared and able to look at our own darkness that i'd say the greater that we start to by default experience happiness joy and all these other things and we start I have to realize happiness and joy is a part of going through pain, and when we know how to go through pain and adversity and anxiety, we actually want it to come. And, like life, a lot of the times when we go seeking and wanting something, in you know, like, like we're hunting it, we never find it, we, we continue to keep pushing it away. It's, um, it's a one thing that is, uh, I think, it's also a good thing just to realize here is when we're in pain time seems to go forever Mm. when we're in joy and happiness like if we had our best friend turn up on our door and they knocked on the door and there was a surprise i was like wow okay great well i'm going to take the next couple of days off and let's get in this is going to be great and before you know it that time's gone and it's like geez where did that time go those three days it's, it's it's complete now time goes quickly because the degree to which we are present and that we are open and we are in that moment. So when we embrace that person being there and we're gonna overcome all the boundaries, all the rules are gonna get broken because this is what we're gonna do, I'm gonna stay up late, we're gonna do this and there is no restrictions, I become free. And time goes like that. If we did the same thing when we perceive that we were in pain and even when we are in pain, even we've got a cut on our arm and we bring all of that pain in that moment, we become present to it. Observe what happens, it goes quickly it doesn't hang around waiting to get our attention. And this is, um, you know, we're deciding all these things from anxiety, from fear. And I think the big point for me here is that we're going to stop learning from other people's experiences, but learn from other people how to experience ourselves.
0: That's a very powerful, that's a very powerful idea. So there's so many things I, I want to unpack here because, um, this notion of uh, everything happening for us, you know, there's a, there's a great Ted talk by a lady called uh, Kelly McGonagall, who talks about how to make stress your friend because, you know, stress is being demonized as this killer. And her argument is that, look, it's just your body saying, hi, I've, there's something here that you need to pay attention to, you know, exactly as you're talking about being present. You know, it's a case of actually, you haven't become present to the stress. You haven't actually, you, you have this, this bodily sensation that we describe as stress or anxiety uh you know we recognize it physiologically as as overwhelm or stress or however we want to describe or anxiety yet the solution in itself is to as you've mentioned become present to it and actually understand what it means and what it's why it's happening for us because ultimately it's trying to send a message and you know, people who experience repeat anxiety have had these conversations with. Ultimately, when we dive into it, it's because it, 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 there's there's something from their past or from their from their experience that's trying to get their attention, uh, but they're, they're simply not. No, well, well, actually, it's not they're not paying attention to it. It's they don't know how. You know how? How do you unravel that? And I think that becomes the next question: is like how do we? How do we then? Use, how do we first of all become present so that we can uh, be with it? But also then, how do we? You know, where, where there is darkness, how do we bring light to that?
1: Yeah, great one. Um, yeah, it's for me. To become present to our own self um, is, is first, like we were saying, when you become present to what's going on at this particular time and what you're doing and the habits that you currently have, and a lot of those things will be unseen. But when you become present to that, what, what can start to occur is you realise a lot of these things are not your habits. They're mm-hmm. just the things that you're learning to do in the following and the supporting and the satisfaction of others. And the first thing we need to do is to purge those things because we're not doing them because of someone else, but we're doing them because we haven't chosen to understand how to do it ourselves or what we actually want to do. It's kind of like what you are saying before, people want to, you know, no one wants to know about pain or embrace it if they don't know how to move through it. But as soon as you know how to move through it, you, you want more of it. It's the same with, you know, a belief. You don't want to know the most denigrating or sinister beliefs that you might hold within you if you don't know how to move beyond them. We don't want to know our darkness until we know how to navigate. Mm -hmm. So the the, the point is not trying to be happy. The point is learning how to navigate the very most dire situation in our own life. And the, the, the opportunity that exists right now is for people to really reconcile that is my approach to life working? And am I humble enough to ask some questions? And especially as adults, because this is probably one of the most difficult three or four words for an adult to say, which is, I don't know. You know, in in a conversation, if you were to record how many times I don't know would be said amongst a group of people, you you probably wouldn't find many. You know, you'd you'd be, it's, as an adult, and, and it's ironic because it's children, the lesson that children give us is they don't know. Yeah. And they ask questions, so they come to their own understanding. And if we can start from I don't know and we can experience our own humility, we can then profoundly learn because we're prepared to let go of what we already knew. And it's it's an interesting thing that it's people that I find that are, that are most wise, that are most developed, ask the most questions. And consistently, they don't get to a point of, no, no, I've done that before, I know all of that. It's, um, you know, it's time, that I suppose, a lot with personal growth that, that we can get junkies that take on so much information that know everything but do nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's the same with a professional academic. There's, you know, there's, there's those aspects where you become overwhelmed and can, confounded by all that you've learned. So, but the how-to, you know, f- for me, it's not, I, I, there's no magic pill. And, and, and look, I, I know with the stuff that we teach is, we make people very aware of that. This is, this is your responsibility. This is, my role here is not for you to become a follower, not for you to become a part of our community. We don't want that. We want you to be independent. We're going to teach you so you no longer need me or anyone else in your life. The, the, and the very nature of every bit of education should be about the delivery of independence to, to people. The problem is these days it's become very much about I've got to create followers, I've got to create a community, I've got to, you know, because that's what makes me important. And that's, you know, maybe that's an old way, and maybe that's one of the paradigms that will shift and change at this particular point in time. Because what my focus is, first of all, and there's a really simple process, which is what I call present moment, which is with a pen and paper and five minutes a day, and being able to become very present to our own thoughts and learning how to purge and release that. Now that's something that, you know, what we, we teach, and it's it's the simplicity of doing it and the consistency of doing it that creates a space in our life so that when we are confronted by a situation like now, we are not on the edge of our, you know, like the, the kettle just about to boil. We're, we're, we've got space. We've got, we can take that on and we can take more on and we can take more on. And we've got a buffer that we're sitting with, a margin that we're working with, that we have the capacity to choose how to deal with all these moving but when we're on edge, when we don't understand ourselves, so like everything we don't understand, we judge it. We we make it a problem. We make it bad. We don't understand a culture. Well, that culture becomes a problem. We don't understand a person. We judge them. We talk about. And it's um it's all of these things that, yes, we can because because it, it is a bit sexy at times wanting to go and learn a new practice, wanting to go and learn the latest thing that's been done, or the promises of you know being able to overcome this matrix healing and you know, and to, and to remove, remove a belief by going back and reversing, like, it's these are the complexities of, of good intentions of teaching that have been lost in the fact of if it's not simple and it's not one process, it's most likely not going to work. It's most likely going to require so much time and energy for you to do it that you won't actually have the time to be able to repeat it, so therefore you won't be accountable to it, therefore you most likely won't do it, and in mo- therefore most likely you will say that the thing didn't work as well. So... To me, it's the most simple practices that I could suggest that with a pen and paper I could show someone how to overcome any condition or disease that they have. But that's just my observation. And that's what I know to be be true. But that's my experience. Mm. So, I mean, and I like teaching people to do that. But it can be shown in a very different way. And it won't have that effect because there's some simplicities but not complexities that that need to be understood. And I, I think what's really important is, It's also important to understand within ourselves that we've got to accept the times we don't want to change and therefore we don't want to learn. And we've got to be responsible for ourselves before we go into a new teaching or a new learning that we are 100% prepared to change. Mm. Because if we're not, we're just going to be changed. And I would hope, and probably should have said something at the start of this, that just consider that the majority of people, when they learn, their mind is being changed in the moments of listening to other people or reading other people's words. They have these awakenings and awarenesses. Another word for that is manipulation. Another word for that is hip- hypnosis. And another word for that is not being in charge of my own domain. So what happens is we're becoming dependent on being taught. And it's an interesting thing because we can get this great information, but we've got to take that information, and I would not even say if anything intrigues anyone here, is to write it down and then be able to take it to a place where we can then discern it. Is this relevant to me? Is it just an interesting concept or topic? It doesn't, I don't agree with it. It's not part of me, but I don't agree with it just because I don't like it. I don't agree with it because I understand myself and what I'm already doing works and enables me to do that and I'm free in that space. Or I'm not, or there's something I can learn. And it's um it's often, you know, a big part of how much responsibility we're prepared to take determines how much we can grow and evolve. And it's um I would I I can't I don't think I could fathom or even explain to someone. Um, and, and over years of of this as well of how powerful your attention is. It's um it's spoken about when we talk about you know that like you've got to be what where your attention goes everything grows and you know what we invest in grows and, and all of these things. But there's a study that was you know many people have, are now becoming more aware of that was done about 60, 70 years ago where infants. You know, back in those days, they, they did these types of studies. But infants were, were tested to the to the level that, are they more nourished? Are they given life by nutrients? Or are they given life by the attention, being love and, and nurturing of others? And you know, most people are going to say, "Oh, come on, you know, it's it's food, you know, nutrients that they can't survive without." Now, the fact was that the ones that were receiving attention but not nutrients, lasted and outlasted those that were receiving nutrients, but no attention. And it's to recognize that if we can look at the very fabric of our relationships with the people we love the most, and especially the ones that look up to us, they are seeking our attention. The media is seeking our attention. The governments are seeking our attention. Everyone is seeking what we give away freely because we don't understand the very value of it. And it's our attention that is the life force that people talk about, there is nothing more powerful than your attention. Your decision guides that attention. And your attention is everything. And if we're giving it away, if we're not recognising that, and we are not learning to control at an early age, we spend a large part of our time thinking that we've got some mental illness, thinking that we're going to be sick, we start to kill ourselves because we start to degenerate in such a way that we're not using what we have. We're just giving it away and we're so sad because we're not receiving anything in return that we, we, I'm doing so much for this person. I've done this, I, I dedicated my life to them and look, now they don't care for me. And it's these misunderstandings that, you know, we all are inspired by independence. We're all inspired by what's different, but we judge it so much because we don't know how to And that's the very thing I'd like to say is that is the key, to get past the theories, to get past the philosophies, to get past the coffee shop chatters of how life works and move out of knowing but into understanding. And, you know, relationships with with anyone, it's, it's all about our capacity to be able to hear our darkness, brought forward to us. And our ability to be able to be the audience of that is what makes us who we are. Like it's far out, the, the, the things that I love the most, and the people I love the most have been the one and the most enduring and endearing. And that yes, they've said some beautiful things, but they're also the people that have been prepared to expose themselves in such a way that they don't care what I think about. Then mm-hmm. that they, they couldn't care less, but they've learned to do that. But they've also been prepared enough and attentive enough to me to say that I'm an asshole, that I'm arrogant, that, that, I, that I'm overbearing, that I'm, that I'm you know, whatever it may be, but not from a place of trying to bring me down, from a place of, you need to know this. And, um, you know, that's, I think we need to start seeing people not as victims, but as the true capacity of what they are, but it does come down to, how do I do that? And that's, I suppose that's what my life is dedicated to is, is teaching people independence. Um, teaching people to go beyond what I could teach them, but giving them a navigation within themselves over a period of, a, a couple of years to be able to do that. Because it's not gonna happen by a weekend course. It might alert you to a couple of things. It's not gonna happen in, in a momentary awakening. There isn't, you know, what everyone wants to know, what was the thing that changed it for you? there? There is, it's, it's if, if I want to, do something in my life you know if i want to propose to a partner or someone that i love dearly i don't make that decision once i make that decision thousands of times before i actually do it because the things come up here yeah, i can't i shouldn't know oh, what about this but maybe they won't like me what if i do and all of these things we have to keep making decisions and keep making decisions and for many of us that that's seem like an obvious thing but it's we make it once and we wonder why it doesn't happen We've got so many things, so many habits that we've developed over time unconsciously that in order for us to change those habits, we have to reconcile and move out the old ones. And that's not an easy process. It's not just a matter of I'm now deciding to do it a different way. There's a, bit of, there's a struggle and there's a fight that goes on that I've been giving my life and attention to living this way. I'm now going to live that way. Those things that you're now leaving behind, they want your attention. They're going to come and distract you. They're going to come and say, hey, come back over here. Come. And more often than not, we get caught up doing things the way that we used to because they're familiar, because they're comfortable, rather than recognising if we want to grow, we've got to go somewhere we've never been before. We've got to go to the unfamiliar places. And that sometimes is the things that we've judged other people for that, you know, it's it's just, it's, it's an interesting thing that we do when we don't ever have the opportunity to understand ourselves and it's hopefully western culture can start to take some lessons from eastern culture where and and european and, and a whole range of the older cultures where families are generationally passing on information that's valuable rather than you will follow in my footsteps you will do this you will represent me in the right way you'll have manners you'll have these things and you know you are under my roof rather than giving them the capacity to a culture that then they can choose to live in a way which is true to them and um that's what's the richness the fabric of life is the amount of difference that we have i feel anyway rather than the amount of the same
0: yeah, there's a quote by uh, uh, one of the guys here in the UK that I feel will be coming on the show soon. He, he speaks around, um, we spend our lives trying to fit in, yet we were born to stand out. And um, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's it really is that you know for myself personally you know freedom and independence have been my highest values for many years and actually what's interesting is that it's, it's only myself that has prevented me from experiencing the levels of freedom uh, either emotionally financially spiritually mentally um, that uh, that that I've been seeking and one of the things that um, you talked about there and there's, there's there's so many connections between what we've talked about throughout the session so far that come into this moment which are to me are this notion of being able to actually take a pen and pad you know for me personally journaling and you know leaning into my thoughts and the, the question you asked earlier was a beautiful question is what what am I feeling and how do I feel about how I'm feeling that's such a good question because what I what I think here is that we're often looking for answers yet we're not asking the questions that will lead to the answers which we're, we're so focused mm-hmm. on finding an answer that we haven't actually stopped to find the starting point, as you mentioned. The starting point may be the question that you need to ask that will give you the the answers that you're seeking. And, you know, we can just do that on a pen and pad. Well, I have to do it on my laptop because my, my handwriting has got so bad that I wouldn't be able to read it the next day. But the same principle is, is, is true. And a, a lot of the the darkness we've spoken about, my own personal wounds and limitations i've navigated that through pen and pad through 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 asking myself questions uh, along the lines that you've spoken about that what am i feeling why am i feeling this way how do i feel about this way the, the way i feel and sometimes you're absolutely right sometimes your brain's just like yeah i want to feel pissed off for <laughs> for this more you know for, and that's okay you know as long as that doesn't become my permanent state it's like okay how long do you want to feel that way for <laughs> and what would you prefer to feel you know because sometimes we just need that moment to vent and experience and we had Marcy Locke on here, Sundari, and she she's, she's spoken a lot about um, how people try and ignore these, neg- what are labelled as negative emotions. We try and push them away, and actually by pushing them away, they just keep bouncing back, But and it goes back to what we we're saying, is they're trying to teach us a lesson, but she said, the reason, you know, if we try and ignore them, we're actually, we're actually ignoring the lesson that they're trying to teach, and actually it's the whole rich tapestry of life, like, it, if in order to find the great light we need to also embrace the dark and in, in order to go into the dark for myself personally you know that, that 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 ability to to dive into it and ask questions you know what am I feeling because there was a period of my life I was, I'd wake up every morning and my, my default thought pattern and I, things were going pretty well for me but my, de- my default thought pattern was frustration um sometimes anger like every morning i'd wake up with that i mean it's like why and and i had to i had to really go into that i had to lean into that to understand what is what is it and it, at the time it realized i was suppressing part of myself there was you know i was having like this you know, I've done a bit of work around chakras, and there was this. There was, and this is retrospectively, I now know this, but I had this pain in my throat in the mornings, and it was just like, "What is that?" And you know, now from studying chakras, it's like a, it's in a bit. If, if there's pain in your throat, it can be that you haven't been expressing. You know, you haven't been speaking your truth. And you know, going through that work myself and actually self-analyzing by asking questions, I was then able to find the answers I seek because actually I didn't want to be in frustration and anger. I wanted to be in joy, bliss, ease, flow you know adventure excitement freedom all these things but i had to first go and be with the dark to understand what was blocking my ability to get there rather than trying to push it away because every time i push it away it's like a pendulum it just bounced right back and you know and, and so i had to i had to find that starting point which which was really fascinating and that starting point was starting to ask questions but then asking the deeper questions
1: how do mm. i feel about
0: feeling this way and then why do i feel this way and how would i prefer to feel and what would i need to do or be in order to feel this way more consistently and it took a period of time. This is exactly as you said. It didn't just. I didn't just ask the question once, and the next morning I woke up feeling. Ta-da! How amazing I am. <laughs> this is what a beautiful, blissful day it is. Uh, no, it took. You know, yeah. It takes it's more than like, one. It takes more than one setup to build a six-pack. You know, so. Uh. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's 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 nearly at times like how do we actually know that we're wrong? We're we're, we're the, 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 like I was saying before. They're, they're just. We have so much certainty of our doubts. We're so certain of how we're wrong. But um, it's analysing it at a time. So, and this, this, this sort of can invoke you know, someone's own authority within themselves is to start to, well, how do I know I'm wrong? Like right now, I'm judging myself for this or people are judging me or whatever it may be that I'm confronted by that's allowing me to not just be in full appreciation of who I am. So how do I know that I'm wrong? Like, what am I basing that on? And, and analyze that and realize the stupidity of it and how I'm reacting to a reaction. You know, and it's like, I would say one of the more, more, more powerful things in life is they're always the most simple things. And um, because they make us accountable. And for me, the whole nature of we've been taught a question and an answer is the complete idea of stopping life. We get an answer and we stop. It should be an answer and a question, not a question and an answer because every answer should lead to a new question and by default, it then automatically causes continual movement. Now, when we ask a question, that question, it's, I, think, I can't remember who it was, maybe Einstein or someone like that said, if I had a, an hour to solve a problem, I'd spend the first 55 minutes identifying the question I'm going to ask. And then I've spent the last five minutes answering, and, and that becomes something that's so profound that everything exists. And we stop in our life at the point where we stop asking questions and we start accepting the idea that's there. And you know, this concept of darkness is—it should have no connotations of being bad in any way. Because the, 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 what, what's bad in life is light. Light is where we've been. There, there is, there should be no moving towards the. Light. The light is all around us. And if we continue to keep focusing on moving towards the light, the, the very nature of that, and if we understood where it all comes from, we'd see that the, the hypocrisy that comes in our own, oh well, geez, why have I been thinking that? Because moving into the light is where I've been. It's what I understand. It's what I'm aware of. It's what I can see within my own life. My uh, fabric and the richness of my life comes down to the degree of my ability to navigate darkness. And when I do understand that, it no longer becomes darkness. It becomes something that I want and I embrace and it's it becomes the thing. And what starts to occur, the more that we do that, the greater amount of success that we have. Because for the most of us, what we're doing is we're waiting until crisis comes before we take action. The, the most amount of energy that's concentrated in people's lives are when they are in the most amount of pain, when they're in the greatest amount of crisis. Maybe things like cancer, people, you know, they get into such a, a state of pain that they're in, that they finally allow people into their life. They finally allow love. They finally allow appreciation. They finally start to reconcile and consider that there's nothing more important in their life, the obligations that they were living under, they're now gonna change that. The problem is for most of us is they make a decision to escape the pain. And that's where they stop. Once they've got past the pain, they stop. And they go back to what they were doing before. You know, they go to the gym for two or three months, get fit, get that six pack, And as soon as they start to look good, they stop doing the thing that gets them into that particular place. Because the very decision that they made in the first place was to escape the pain. Now, in order to move into prosperity, in order to move into a habit, is we experience something called apathy when we reach the peak of our experience. When we have the biggest breakthrough, when we have the biggest success, that's where the most fear comes. And that's the fear that people are not seeing because it's at that particular point, there is no resistance there's only open space in front of us because we've never been there before. So every bit of energy that we take is now going to be amplified. And that's where the fear comes is because we now become responsible for possibly losing this thing of great value. And to me, it's my saying is that, you know, wisdom moves from the peaks and pain continues to move in the valleys. And the very nature of that is that we, if we make decisions... When we have everything moving in our direction that is serving us and are prepared to let go of the thing that we've been aspiring to that we've just now secured and and owned, that's where we find real success. That's where we find a depth of understanding in in that what is within us, the energetic structures and being able to recognise the illusions that exist around us. And we can converse about this forever, but until we come into our own concept you know into our own space within and be able to connect at a very deep level to our own connected space to our own soul like the sun within each of us then we can start to move forget about the universe forget about what's going on outside of you it's it's just a word it's a, a universe is nothing more than in my words it's a it's a singular song it's a it's uni for one and verse it's it's a simple, singular rhythm. There is nothing there that's conspiring to help you. That, that, that doesn't exist. We are our own inspiration and our ability to choose to make those things and step into a place that we haven't been is what will determine our life. Not some alignment, not some magic. It's a response to our ability to embrace what is already there if we choose to look and see it beyond what we've been told. And that is, you know, for me, if, if we can all come to that particular point, and it's not for everyone, it, it will take, you know, it, it takes time. And it's at this particular moment, talking about whoever created this virus, what did it, and the conspiracy and the government, and how they're doing that, is a complete waste of time in my eyes. The very nature of this is what we need to start to consider is what do we do beyond this? What, what would happen in my life if I stopped blaming other people and I was not on one side or the other? but I was on my own path and what would I then create? If I stopped complaining and, you know, go on a diet for that, like just feel yourself wanting to do it and wanting to judge and wanting to complain and just stop. Maybe write that down, put it to the side, burn it. But whatever you need to do to get out of the habit of blaming others so that you can start to create. And that's why most of us don't create the things that we love because we're so used to blaming other people and we don't want to be the object of other people's blame that we're creating ourselves and it's you know it's 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 one of the things that i love that you working with people at times they say "Shit, it's so simple but it's not simple you have to go through chaos you have to go through the adversity and complexity to realize how simple it is and it's you know we can't organize organization we can only organize chaos and and the, the more we embrace our own starting point as being in chaos then we can get to moving forward in organizing in the way that that represents what we are here to do that's different, that's unique and and possibly inspirational to others.
0: Man, that is powerful. That is powerful. uh, 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 That's uh, such a really, really excellent place to land on, I think, because... Firstly, I could talk about this. You, know, you mentioned we could we could talk about this forever. I actually could talk about this forever. And uh, you know, we mentioned earlier in the conversation about when when we're in the zone and now that the time passes. And actually, I've been looking at my clock and I realised just now my phone has been stuck on eight thirty four for <laughs> the last twenty five <laughs> minutes. Uh, so I said, "Oh, cool, we've got another twenty five minutes." Um, but we just come up to time. So, uh, but I was totally in the zone there. That was uh, that. There was some real profound wisdom in there, and I, I I really think that final landing point there of you know being able to become become our own inspiration we consciously create in this moment of time i think that is the opportunity that is there for all of us right now and i love that piece about what what is what is beyond this you know what 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 do you want to become and where do you want to go beyond this and then where where can we take uh humanity beyond this ultimately that that becomes the bigger question because if we become the fullest versions of ourselves and we 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 bring light to ourselves then we bring light to others by virtue of doing that so i think this is uh a really powerful conversation to start the day over here in the UK and probably finish the day over in, uh, in, in ours. Um, so Jason it has been a real privilege having this conversation with you. What I would like to do now for those who are watching both live or, or, or in the future via the replays for them to learn a bit more about how they can find out more about you and your work and how they can become part of your community. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about, uh, the quantum movement and, and the work that you're doing? Yeah. Um, thank you, Dan. Um, yeah,
1: the organization's a quantum movement. We've been around for you know, a little over 10 years as a quantum movement, and we've never really exposed what we do in any sort of outward marketing, and it's been very much word of mouth, and a lot of private mentoring, working with other coaches and developing what they do, but a large part of the work over time has been refined and developed down to you know, work that's now yeah, we've taught in groups and over a number of years, but now we're making it a little bit more accessible. So we've only just, I'd say in the last month, just put up a something called the quantum movement uh, Facebook page. Cool. Uh, websites and all that are starting to be created, but this is um, the, probably the best place is, is the quantum movement Facebook page. There's a little bit of uh, information on there. Um, we are running something next week that we're starting off just humbly, uh, which is around a uh, writing practice and, and getting into the present moment, which you know gives people a taste of what it is to um, see a little bit of what we do. But yeah, that, that's probably the best way we um, to get in contact is through that Facebook and um, however that may be, or otherwise, if you no know, people aren't on the social spaces, there's. Um, you know, there's just reaching out by email at you know connecting at the quantum movementcom but um, yeah there's a, there's a lot more coming in I suppose that we're exposing but um, we don't being consistent we don't really have communities um, and that's been consistent not just a statement it's um, we have times that we're working with people but at the end of that time, we we don't maintain a community. It's it's off into the world and and create your own community, create your own life. But there is a time of teaching and sharing. I suppose it goes within that.
0: Awesome, thank you, Jason. That's great. I'm just there's a couple of comments coming in on. There. Thanks, Dan and Jason. Great conversation. Very interesting for me to hear these points in a very. Uh, don't wait let's get this done cool awesome Nancy well good very good she's off uh, she's ready to rock uh, so thank you uh, Jason for a, a profound conversation this has been incredibly powerful so for those watching at home uh, either now live in the replay or, or on the replay sorry um, this content will be available on Elevate Live uh, within Jason's page so you can just go to elevatedaily.co and find Jason's talk through there you'll find Jason's Facebook page you'll find the full replay of this plus you'll find over 75 I think close to 100 recordings now that we've created in the last 34 days 36 days uh, around personal growth spirituality, well being, relationships business, live classes everything from fitness to uh, meditation breath work we've got a whole program of events for you both coming up live and uh, retrospectively through the replay so you'll be able to go to elevatedaily.co and you'll find this talk uh, which you can watch again in full if you joined us on Facebook live and you missed, missed the full conversation, please go and check that out at elevatedaily.co. The replay will be available very, very shortly. So, Jason, thanks once again for an amazing conversation. It's been a powerful session. And thank you again for being part of Elevate Live. Thanks so much, Dan, And
1: um, I love your energy and great to meet you. You know, a little over an hour ago now. And uh, <laughs> I really uh, appreciate all the work you're doing. It's, it sounds amazing. And um, I wish you all the best. Much love. <laughs>